Hey guys, welcome to part two of our study in Proverbs, and we're going to review for just a second, and uh, I'm going to remind you of how we got started talking about uh, what's next, what do we need most before we flip this uh, calendar year, and now we're in 2024, and we're talking about the thing that we all need more than anything is wisdom. And so Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7, it all starts there that the fear of God, the respect of God, the honor of God, that's the beginning of wisdom. So if we can get our mind, our mind wrapped around that uh, God is big and we're little and we should respect him and honor him and follow him and serve him and believe him and trust him and whatever other kind of description that you can come up with, uh, it's a good idea. Say, good idea? So we move tonight into another lesson, part two, that's about friends. And so let me tell you this about friends. And so last, last week I was trying to get you to think about wisdom and how we need to get it started the right with God and we need to respect and honor and fear God and that's the most important thing and start there. But this week I'm talking about the second most important thing and it's, it's our friends that we pick and choose that we allow to inf influence us. And the problem is that sometimes we pick the wrong posse. And sometimes those people influence us in a negative way. And that's the challenge for us to sort through that, filter through that, and understand that better. So that's what this lesson tonight is from Proverbs. And I'll guide you through a few thoughts. A shout out to Brian Martinez, our youth minister, and Bridget, his wife, and youth sponsors and teens who are at a... Tennessee Teen Convention in Gatlinburg, and blessings to them. Glad they had safe travels and know they're having great worship time together. So for all of us, it is that our audience in person and online, I want you to focus with me just for a moment about who are your favorite five in your phone. Who are the people that you speak to on your phone most of the time? Because if you hand me your phone right now and you let me look through your list of people that you've just talked to today, I can probably pick out two or three or four of the people who are your favorite five, the people that influence you the most, because they're the people that you talk to most frequently with a text message or with a real call, in-person call, or some kind of messaging. And the key is that we pick the best friends that we can find, uh, because they really are going to have a tremendous influence in our life, and I hope we realize... Uh, they can be both good, but they can also be bad if they're not really the kind of friends that help us to serve God. So outside our parents and grandparents and people who are next door neighbors or your basketball or football coach or outside of the people that cared about you most, it's our friends that have the greatest influence. It's the people that we allow into our tribe, into our family, into our circle, whatever word you want to use to describe that, into my small group, into my recovery group. It's those people that we allow in, and it starts very early in life. It really does. If you'll think back to your, look up here at me just for a second, because I, I mean, I don't want to lose you in the introduction. Just look up here for a second. I, you guys remember how this started, and some you've got kids or grandkids, and I, I mean, come on now. As parents or grandparents, you got the sermon about every school day. And the sermon was, don't you sit with 
so-and-so on the school bus. Don't you talk to so-and-so in the lunchroom. He picks his nose or whatever it is that was a bad feature that, you know, that they had. You didn't want them to, you didn't want them to be influenced. And so when, when our child was very, very young, it starts very young. It doesn't take very long. Time they're two, three, four years old. You can tell in preschool. I mean, they huddle over here in the little corner. It's the same three little bandits that got into trouble last week. It's the same three again. Say again? Yeah, it is. That's the way it works. So I'm saying that when it comes to when it comes to picking our friendship circle, it's so important. I'm telling you guys that we kind of we kind of go back. Don't don't get defensive when I start talking about the people in your phone. Just think back to how your mom and dad reacted when you were very young. Your grandparents reacted when you were very young, when you went to school, when you went off somewhere, and you had friends on the bus or friends in the cafeteria, and they said, you probably don't want to sit with Johnny anymore. He's the one that's getting in trouble every day, and if you're not careful, you're going to get into trouble every day. And, and so then about the time you hit age 14, maybe it's before that now. I'm an old guy, so probably it's about 12, 11 or 12. Somewhere in there, 11 or 12, maybe 14, then your parents really begin to get real nosy. Are you going to be home? What time? Who are you riding home with? And, and they, you start to freak out like, it's none of your business. I'm, I'm a teenager now. What are you talking about? And it's kind of they're poking around in our personal information. And you can remember that when people were asking that cared about us, about who we were with, and we kind of thought it was too much you know, none of their business, too much nosy stuff. But the truth is they were afraid that somebody might influence us in a way that would not help us grow up and become the best version of ourselves. Got it? Say, got it? That doesn't change. You become an adult person and nobody's your boss. You're not the boss of me. But... The truth is, the friends that we pick and the people that we allow into our friendship circle end up influencing us sometimes more than we realize. And sometimes it turns out to be a negative thing. And, and so here's what, I got, here's what I got in your notes if you're taking notes. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Put that down. I... Maybe you can find examples where that doesn't apply, but for most most of us and most of the time, whatever age group you're in, you tell me who you hang out with at work, I'll tell you how far you're going to go at work pretty quick. You're, gonna, you're either going to be recognized as somebody who works hard or you're going to get in with a crowd who tries to cut corners. Just, I'm just telling you, it starts out very early, and uh, so the things that make friendships terrific can also make them so dangerous, so that's why we're in Proverbs. I'm trying to give you a little bit of uh, solid advice, good advice about who you have for friends, but also who your kids have for friends. If we can pick friends who are trustworthy and loyal and who will, who will stick with us through thick and thin and who will be willing to hold us accountable and tell us when we're being crazy or stupid or dangerous or whatever's happening, when we have real friends in our life who will actually speak truth to us and, and with us, 
and we probably have a better chance. So let me give you three suggestions from the passages in Proverbs. And I'm going to jump around a little bit out of Proverbs. Last week we were in chapter 1, verse 7. But uh, for this lesson for friends, uh, I'm, I'm going to take this from different places, little nuggets of wisdom and insight about friendships that Solomon gives us. And here's the first one. If you walk with the wise people, not... Not smart, Alex. I don't mean wise that way. I mean people who show wisdom. If you walk with people who have wisdom, if you desire that, you can be wise yourself. So walk with wise if you desire to be wise. That That's what that sentence says. So picking people, who do you admire? Like, man, I wish I could be like who? Man, I wish... I, would, I wish I had a chance to be in his small group. I wish I could get to know him. Well, who is that? Pick people. That's the first thing in Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20 says this. He who walks with the wise grows wise. Look at that verse on the screen. Uh, if we got it. There you go. Uh, he who walks with the wise grows wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. Proverbs 13, verse 20. So let that soak in just a little bit. Not a lot of words. One little verse. But it is the gospel truth, uh, and it's the truth about all of us in this room, whether we're 65, 75, 17, 7 years old. I was talking to, talking to families today, and parenting. Parenting is such a, and grandparenting. We've got grandparents in here that are parenting kids too. Uh it's exhausting, guys. It's it's exhausting. It's overwhelming at times. We're we're physically exhausted from the challenge of trying to keep it together, trying to hold it together. And we need wisdom. We need God's wisdom. And we we need a tribe. We need an army. We need a we we need a, you know a, a network of people. We need a village of people that we can trust. Honestly, I mean, I've used all the words I can throw out there, but it's the truth about all of us. And so when it comes to this about picking our friends, walking with wise people, pick wise people who are in your friendship circle. Uh, we crave acceptance. Let me tell you what happens. Here's what, why, not, why doesn't everybody have good friends? Let me tell you what happens. Here's what happens to all of us because we're just people. Everybody's just a person and we crave acceptance like a magnet and we try to suck it in. If you get on social media, you can see everybody that's trying to get attention on social media. We crave acceptance. We post something, and it may be a negative or a positive, or it may be a lot of, a lot of things. But we're looking for somebody to jump in with us, to jump on the bandwagon with us, to show some kind of support what we're after. So people are just people, and we crave acceptance. And so wherever we can find that or discover some kind of acceptance... We end up dropping our guard just a little bit during a moment where somebody is uh, telling us that they're on our side. And, and that is the moment where we're open to some kind of influence. And usually the opposite is true, that we close up and we shut down when we're rejected. And we back away. Acceptance is what we're after, but it's tricky. Stay with me. Look up here. Look up here. I'm trying to keep your attention before you fall asleep. I'm telling you, it's the truth. 
acceptance is what we want. It's like, it's like air. You got to breathe. It's like water. You need a drink. We need to be appreciated. We need to be affirmed. Men want to be listened to and women, women need it more. Men need to be affirmed, but women need that too. We, we all need this together. But I'm telling you, the thing about acceptance is sometimes we are accepted by people who pretend or portray that they're friends, and they're not, they're not always our friends. That, that's why this is really important that we talk about it. That's why it really matters. Some of our biggest regrets revolve around some of the friends that we chose and not our enemies. Now, you're not going to believe me, but that is the truth. It is, it is biblical. So, some of the... Some of the things that happened to us, some of the choices that we made, some of the biggest regrets that came away with revolve around our friends, not our enemies. It's not our enemy that introduces us to the first drink or the first joint or the first cigarette or the first whatever. It's usually, it's usually somebody in our friendship circle, in our family that influenced us in those kind of directions. And it's, kind of, it's some of the dumbest decisions that people make about money and finances. Sometimes it starts with others that have influenced us because we let our guard down. We, had, we probably knew we shouldn't do this or buy that or try this. But because we're in an environment where it seemed that people were accepting us, we dropped our guard for a moment. And people who said they were friends influenced us. And sometimes it was for good, but not always. Sometimes it was in a direction that really wasn't the best. You, you get to school, you get to places, you get to college, you get to life, you get to become adults, you get to be teenagers, you get some freedom, you get away. You get away wherever you go to places. And we all need acceptance, we crave it, and we all need a few friends. We want four or five. And sometimes people who say they are our friend, and we let them in because they seem to agree with us on most every topic, they may not really be our friend. And that, that can lead to some real problems. Remember I said there's only two kind of people? Proverbs last week, we said two kind of people. There's the wise person and righteous person, and then there's the wicked person and the guy who's a sluggard, troublemaker, wicked, bad guy. So there's the good and bad guy. There's only two. You don't have a middle ground like, I'm, I'm, I'm straddle fence. Some days I'm good. Well, the truth is we're in one or the other group. And it's not because we're perfect. It is because God helps us try to seek to be more like him and seek his holiness and righteousness. And so you want to find friends who are really on that part of the side of the room. And that's why it really matters. It's that uh, this craving for acceptance and two kinds of people that Proverbs talks about, the wise person, the foolish person, foolish person is somebody who really uh, is someone who knows right from wrong, but they really don't care. There might be some people that you know and that you meet, and they might make some bad choices because they don't realize the consequences. And it could be an accident. It could be a mistake that was just once. But there are a clear kind of choice between the people that we allow into our circle of friends that we listen and uh, don't be naive Listen for a second. Uh, there is a difference in people. One's more 
righteous, the other more wicked. One is called foolish, one is called wise. And it really does make a difference. You've heard them. You've heard people who fall into that category. They get sickness, they get illness, their marriage is coming apart. And you get advice and somebody tries to guide you and you try to help them. And they just don't give a rip. They're not going to listen. Even though they know right from wrong. And they know that this there are people like that. And so when we have a friend or a parent or somebody who influences us and wants to make a few pointers in our life, maybe they pick up a few pointers how to do a better job of communicating, how to help us be more serious about our grades or about our debt level or whatever it is, that's a good thing. So Proverbs chapter 13 verse 20 says, But a companion of fools is to be something to be on the lookout for. Don't don't run around with the crazy people that uh, are foolish and won't take advice. Are you coachable? That's what John Calipari keeps asking these 18-year-old kids. Are you coachable? If you're not coachable, you need to sit on the bench because you could cost us the game. The same thing is true about us. If we're not listening, if we're not listening to your supervisor, if you're not listening to people in your life that care about you, if you're not listening to your doctor, if you're not listening to... Each other. I'm just saying, you know, this is how it works. And and we're just people and and sometimes we're we're craving this acceptance and we compromise things because we want to be accepted and so uh it it's a it's a tricky thing. Say tricky? It is tricky. I hope you're still with me, but it is tricky and uh I'm not picking on anybody, I'm just trying to tell you the truth. Sometimes we find ourselves hanging out with the wrong wrong crowd. And even you might say to yourself, I said this a lot. I remember this. I remember telling the adults in my life, well, I'd never do that. Johnny who jumped off the roof, like, I'd never do that. Do you know he broke his arm? Well, I'd never do that. Yeah, right. Well, maybe you won't. Maybe you won't jump off the roof and break your arm. But if you hang out with people who are reckless and careless and rebellious, if that's the case, Sooner or later, even if you don't jump off the roof and break your arm, you're going to get some kind of influence from them that's probably, you're probably both going to go to, you know, jail because you broke somebody's window out. I don't know what you did, but you're probably going to be in the wrong crowd, even if it, even if it's not something that you ever say I could ever do in my life, it's probably something that you'll be influenced by. And that's the problem with having friends that Proverbs says are foolish. Don't kid yourself that I'll never suffer that, it can and it does affect us. Told a great story many times ago about the Zachary family in, in Texas at Connie and I's church where we served, uh, where we were for 20 plus years. And uh, this guy was a football player in high school and went to college and played uh, football. He was quite good. He played professionally for in the NFL he went to the New York Giants he played for the New York Giants but there were four brothers Eric and uh, the mama of them all and the grandma kept them boys together and they had a little acapella group singing group in their little Baptist church and so them boys when they were young they all sang and you know boys all have a different voice so they had harmony and it was terrific great family good people everybody loved them to death and James Zachary, who was his name, I met him at the YMCA playing basketball pickup games 
after he had gone to high school, college, NFL, played with the New York Giants, made a lot of money. A good kid, good guy. And I talked to him frequently at, at pickup games, in between basketball games at YMCA. Don't you know, sev several years ago, many years ago in Connie and I were in Texas, that Saturday morning, close by to the YMCA where he was headed, he got with the wrong people on the wrong side of the railroad track, and somebody shot and killed him. He didn't have a lot of money in his pocket, robbed him. Uh, they thought he had a lot of money. And it was just that he just got in the wrong place at the wrong time, talking to the wrong people, and it happens. And then uh, there are consequences. And he was a good guy, and his life was over. And sometimes that's what we try to talk about, that Proverbs says we kid ourselves into thinking, I can, you know, I can hang out with this person or I can date this guy or this girl, and they're not, they're not going to influence me, and I know they have a history, and I know... There's some, I know there's some money issues and some integrity issues, and we begin thinking that we can control this. It's not going to affect us, and so we'll justify a really bad friendship of some kind because we want to be accepted. And that's pretty foolish. And so Solomon says, and he warns us, that even if you don't do it, you will suffer maybe more than you know. Sooner or later, you're going to find yourself in a trap. And uh, you just have to ask yourself, is this the kind of person that I really want to be? And uh, is this the kind of person I would like to be in my life? If you say no, I don't want to be like that. Whatever that person is doing or saying or whatever their character is about, you really do need to choose a different friend. Just look for the exit and say, we're going to start again. You don't have to be mean about it. You don't have to take them down, you know, and have some big argument about it. You just need to pick better friends. Say, pick better friends? Your little guys on the bus need to pick better friends. Your little guys at the lunchroom need to pick better friends. And we, when we become grown-up people, need to pick better friends or we'll end up in the foolish crowd. Here's number two. A real friend is loyal, write that down, and, and is loyal through all kinds of weather. And we've heard this said before, family sticks together during times of trouble. you got to stick together. Say amen. Nod, nod your head. Say amen. Man, if your roof is leaking, don't push somebody over there and get them wet. I mean, help each other. you got to really help each other. A loyal friend, that's what we're looking for. We need, we need a family and a friendship that's going to stick together through a thick and thin. Proverbs 17, verse 17, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity. So when you pick your friendship circle or your posse or whatever you want to call them, your tribe, find your friends, ask, me, ask this question. Are they, is this person, is my friend someone who will love me and stick with me through everything? Through a divorce, through cancer? I don't know what to tell you guys here. I just took a phone call this week and I just talked with a friend. I'm trying to counsel with them and I'm mentoring with them. I'm trying to encourage them. And they've got a incurable disease and it, it is... It's debilitating. They're physically unable to care for themselves. And they've got several years of marriage. And just over Christmas and the holidays, the wife has decided she doesn't want to be married with him anymore and be his caregiver. Tough call. Tough blow. Tough, tough, tough. Say tough, tough, tough. A real friend. A real friend will stick with you through your valleys and 
through everything that happens in life. When picking friends, are these the kind of friends who will love me and really mean it no matter what? Proverbs chapter 19, verse 6, many will curry favor or share favor with a ruler or somebody who has wealth, who has influence, who has something they could use. And everyone is a friend friend of a man who gives away gifts. So as long as you're buying gas for somebody and taking, giving them free rides, they'll be your friend. But as soon as you need them to buy $10 worth of gas in your car, will they still be your friend? That's a good question. Amen? Yeah, friends, really, as long as you've got jingle in your pocket and you've got groceries in the cabinet, they're all, everybody's going to be your friend. But you need to sort this out. Solomon says, pick out your real friends that will give you a ride when you're broke and don't have gas money and contrast that with other people, really, who uh, real friends in contrast to people who are just trying to use us as friends, they're not in the relationship for what they can get. They want to really make us better and be our friend and give us whatever they can. So there's a difference here about someone and how they come and approach us. Uh, if, you've, if you've got something that someone else wants or needs, they may pretend to be your friend. But uh, honestly, if, you, if, if you've got something that is a hardship in your life will they stick with you will they be nearby and will they be your friend always here's number three about done we're going to wrap this one up here's what it says number three we we need uh we need real friends who will stick who will stick with us through thick and thin and we we need somebody who is wise and not somebody who's a troublemaker those are characteristics that I've tried to describe tonight. And here's the third one. Third thing about real friends. A real friend is a friend who's willing to wound us. Wounds from a friend are better than kisses from an enemy. I tell you, it's, it's the truth. It's that sometimes your friend has to tell you the truth, and it hurts to tell you the truth. But you need to hear the truth. But somebody who's just there to flatter you may flatter you with their kisses they're not really a friend. They're not helping you. Proverbs chapter 27, verse 6. Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. So do you have a friend who will confront you and tell you the truth when you really need it? And that's a hard thing to do. It is really hard for fear of losing a friendship but if your friendship is really important, if your marriage is really helpful and stable and uh, healthy, you're, you're willing to take some kind of confrontation from somebody who notices something in your life that is inappropriate. And that's the time to step in. And it's, it is, it's, it's no easy way and there's no, uh, no soft way to do this, but you have to do this if you're really a friend. You have to do the hard things and uh, supervising somebody, if you supervise people at work, if you're trying to supervise people at school, if you're trying to talk to parents at school or you've got a small group, it is a difficult thing, but it's important if you're really your friend that you tell someone what they really need to hear, what's really best for them. You need to be wise, but you need to speak the truth. In our culture today, people often tell us what, what it is they that we want to hear, and uh, that's not helpful for helping us change they they may hear us 
really be unhappy, rant and rave about something, and before you know it, somebody jumps on the bandwagon with us, and they join in, and they do that, not because they believe that, they just want to stay in good graces with us, and they're afraid if they disagree with us, we'll not be friends anymore. You're not really a friend if you're not able to tell the truth and explain to someone who's not being wise that that's not the best decision. It's not a decision that God will honor. So Proverbs tells us, beware of the people that say they're your friends, but they're really your enemy. A friend, a friend is someone who's willing to wound you, not out of anger or hate, but out of love, and willing to tell us that that's not, that's not right. You have to stop that. And uh, I care so much about you. God cares so much about us that he's willing to discipline us. Sometimes we have to discipline our children. It's, it's difficult to know how, but we have, to we have to discipline our children because we love them or we're really not being their friend. A real friend is willing to risk even damaging that relationship so they might help us be a better person. You really do need friends in your circle who can help you be a better person. Say amen. All right, enough of that. Bottom line, we get caught in some kind of relationship, you need to walk away. I don't know what else to tell you. If you get caught in some kind of crazy, wacky relationship that is not healthy and you discover that this person is really not your friend, you need to walk away from that. And I'm not talking about walking away from a marriage. You need to find some way. Uh, if you're in a promise, in a covenant relationship, you need to find a way to communicate and try to find an answer and a solution but I do mean in our friendship circle of people that influence us after our marriage mate or after our parents or grandparents or the people that we admire the most, uh, if we have a foolish companion in our life, we need to probably walk away from that as soon as possible. And God will help us do that. So I'm going to get the communion and uh, I'm going to read a verse of scripture and uh you know what? Uh, Eric's going to pass us trays tonight, so that'll help. And I'm going to read this little verse. And so you guys take a cup and hold on to it for just a second. We need good friends, Malachi. Jeremy, we need good friends in our circle. So... You guys were back there in a little time with Connie, and I've got a few minutes before communion, so I'll talk to you two little fellows. You guys need to pick really good friends. You want friends who are wise because our friends will influence us in ways that are negative and cause us a lot of problems. So pick friends carefully and make sure that your friend is a friend who will be loyal even on your best day or on your worst day. And uh, ask God to give you people at the lunchroom. Ask God to give you people on the school bus to sit with. The right kind of people. People that will be loyal to you. And, and people who really can care about you to try to tell you the truth. When you know you could do better in math. You really, you really ought to turn in your homework. Somebody who can really talk to us and tell us the truth sometimes. Those are the kind of people that we want to keep around us. And so maybe that helps for these two little fellows that are in the back and having a class of their own. Just like all of you who were here listening to me for the last 30 minutes, 
that we need to be wise and, and we need to ask God to help us pick the right kind of friends. And it never ends. It's, uh, it's all of our life that we need friends that are going to be close to us and loyal to us and stick by us uh, through thick and thin and people that will tell us the truth when they need to, whether we're in second grade or whether we're grown-up people who've lived a long time. So here's John chapter 14 before we take communion, guys. And I've got my communion, and I hope you guys have got some kind of communion if you're watching at home. And uh, we'll take it together in just a second. John 14, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Now, why did I read that tonight? Why did I read that for communion? John 14, that Jesus is telling his disciples just before he was arrested and just before he was put on the cross and just before he died and suffered for our sin, he was telling his closest friends he had close friends too. He had 12. And Jesus was telling his closest friends that he would be loyal and that he would tell them the truth always that they needed to hear and that he would always be wise. And he told them not to be afraid that what's happening, I'm headed to a, to a place that's suffering and I'm doing it for you and I'm doing it because of sin. And what I'm doing, I'm preparing a way for you to be with me forever. It's called heaven. And so he was trying to tell his friends and describe to his friends that I have a plan. Jesus always has a plan. God always has a plan. So no matter what your troubles are, maybe you got in trouble on the band bus or maybe you got in trouble in the lunchroom or maybe you got in trouble at work. But no matter what troubles that you have, listen to your best friend. Jesus really is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And he's telling his disciples in his friendship circle the 12 closest that he had, and then he had three that were right by his shoulders all the time. Out of that 12, he had three. And, and Peter and John were on both sides of his shoulder throughout all of the stories in the Bible. And so maybe you've got a few friends like that on both sides of you that you know are trustworthy and loyal, and they'll tell you the truth, and they're wise keep those kind of friends nearby don't give up whatever trouble whatever hardship we all need a family we all need a tribe we all need a village we all need a few people we all need some friends that are loyal wise willing to tell us the truth Jesus tells us the truth he is our best friend. I go, no matter what's happened, no matter your circumstances, I am going to prepare a place for you so that you can come and be with me. That's what this is about. You don't have to worry about it anymore. You don't have to doubt it anymore. It is a promise. He promises that we will be with him because we are his friend. Together? up let me pray thank you God that we can just dive into John 14 and we can look at these guys 
at the Lord's Supper, the Last Supper, the Thursday night before his, his arrest on Friday and his crucifixion, we can jump right in there in the Bible and we can see Jesus talking to them, knowing what was in front of him, knowing what was ahead, and he was talking to them as friends. And he pulled us in just now as we took this communion and he called us his friend. Because of Jesus, our sins are forgiven. Because of Jesus, all of our troubles and sorrows are taken away. And we look forward to going to where he is, to that time and that place where others have already gone. May we believe this as we, as we uh, worship and as we remember communion and remember Jesus' sacrifice, that this is the path he has made possible. May we tell others the same is possible for them. In Jesus' name, amen. So drop your cups in the little basket that Eric's passing there. Put your offering in a plate. Put your money in the jug over here if you've got some. And if you'll join us soon, I hope you'll come back. And uh, jump in here with us with Proverbs. And uh, we'll study some more. And you guys who are home with us, just stay well. We're going to sing another song. And uh, you guys, as soon as the team gets up here, they'll get you to stand up with them. Mm-hmm.